0: Hello, and welcome to Upholding Matters. This is our sixth podcast, and this is getting to be some very exciting stuff. I want to start tonight by saying that I have noticed that there are people who hold an opposing view on the president and his behavior, and are quite emphatic and defensive about it it seems hard to get through. Fortunately, that class and intellectual humility is taking hold. I'm learning a lot, and it's important to understand these things. Now, I would bet that Donald Trump has never been called intellectual or humble Today's events are very disturbing to the sensibilities, and we find ourselves waiting for tomorrow, as I put together this show, for the next shoe to drop. Uh, James Clapper, the former National Intelligence Director, said today on TV that there is no doubt that Russia's attempt to meddle with our election produced the result of Donald Trump being elected president. That's his worst fear, Trump. He does not want to appear illegitimate. He goes to the crowd size and all these things that make no sense and that you could maybe forgive once, but compounded and compiled. They make up a crazy sandwich that is just difficult to digest we are in the midst of something that is really hard to understand you'll remember i spoke about what world unraveling dissociative disorder it took me a year to figure out what to even call this feeling but james Clapper said that we've hit a new low John Brennan, the former CIA director, also has said some incredible things that I hope you'll Google or perhaps you already know about. But tomorrow, tomorrow is the test. You'll remember just a while back, Trump summoned the acting director of the Justice Department and the FBI director to the White House to basically get evidence from them about an investigation that he's the subject of. Now he likes to say he's not under investigation, but there are things that point to a connection To the Russians and tomorrow despite all that the threat that he seems unprepared to face are the questions of the lowering of the standard or the complete annihilation if you will of the standard of American justice he someone said he's murdered justice If he can talk the Justice Department and FBI into giving up confidential informants and showing them evidence in the case that is against him, I agree with the experts that say that that will be a new low, a watering down of democracy. And it's really sad that this is where we find ourselves. We shall see tomorrow how this unravels. If it is a new low or the rock bottom, at least there's no further left to fall. Well, okay. We're back, and what a night day it has been. You can't ever count on regularity. These things just pop up, and you're left shaking your head wondering why. Today, I watched some coverage of our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, being interviewed before Congress. And he was asked how can anyone trust Trump's promise of transparency when he won't even release his income taxes in defiance of tradition that goes back 50 years. And to which he responded, I find the question bizarre. Now, I'm not sure that it's a bizarre question. I find it's bizarre that someone would say that that is a bizarre question. Why won't the guy release his taxes? And the list goes on. As always, we are provided with a bit of relief. There was an enormously moving ceremony, although the participation of the president in it it dumbed it down quite a bit. I I wish someone would teach that man how to talk. But there was uh, Master Chief Brett Soblowski, and he was given the Congressional Medal of Honor today for his heroism in Afghanistan. He's a retired Navy SEAL who went back for a fallen comrade on a mountain peak that was 10,000 feet high, fighting uphill and earning this great distinction for himself congratulations master chief your nation applauds you i remember back when i ran took a navy ship hostage and paraded the sailors in front of him and made him made them all shake his hand i've often thought to myself i would urinate right down my pants at that moment to wetting his rug, if that was all I could do in protest. You know, I wonder how this brave Navy SEAL feels about our commander-in-chief. I told you our previous commander-in-chief would play basketball with the SEALs in Hawaii who were guarding him. I don't see Trump on the basketball court, but the honor was given and uh, Again, a grateful nation appreciates the Master Chief's action. I hope there's not too much downward tone present in my voice. That was inspirational. The seal getting his reward for valor. We want to honor the best in people. We want to do that. But today... There were other things that just are on the bizarre side, and I will talk about them. A lot of times people worry about how things look, the optics of things. It's not that they want to commit acts that are illegal. It's that they don't want any whiff of impropriety associated with those actions, so that there is no chance to throw something like that up. That's why you behave within the norms of certain protocols that have long been established and are part of what makes the world work, work well enough to survive. So, as best as can be gleaned from the reports of today, North Korea took a bunch of journalists out to destroy some part of their nuclear facility in an attempt to show their willingness to work with us. Now, destruction of property that they built is a big deal. However, I don't take that as a serious or a indicator that they intend to be serious about disarming still they are in the middle of a public relations push to show their willingness to join the League of Nations that live in peace with the world or at least that they're willing to give a little to get that peace So, if you'll remember back to earlier this year, there was all the talk of fire and fury, and my nuclear button is bigger than yours, and the insults that were traded back and forth. Okay, so that rhetoric was subdued a bit, and Trump even said some really nice things about Kim Jong-un, and it seemed like they were going to make up. Well, today, we find out that Trump decided, and this is the reason given, because someone in the North Korean government called Mike Pence a political idiot, which is one of the nicer things you could call somebody if you really wanted to insult them. It's not a real grave insult or even a stretch. But because of that... Trump sent a letter, which he supposedly dictated himself, that said that we're going to back out of the talks. Maybe they could happen still. I don't know if subliminally he's asking for an apology to Mike Pence and then the business of saving the world can go on once that's dealt with. But the significant part of all of this was that He simply totally failed to inform our allies, South Korea, Japan, all the people that have a mortal stake in these discussions and have put a lot of effort into making the world a better place, to achieving something, maybe not total disarmament, but a better climate to coexist in and that is certainly always admirable but no because mike pence was called a political idiot we'll put things on hold till we get that straightened out i should tell you it reminds me of a local situation that we have a newspaper local paper that gets letters to the editor i participate often and one young man who contributes before the election called anyone who would support Donald Trump a political idiot. And this created a firestorm locally and generated dozens of letters supporting and admonishing him for saying this thing. So I know it does get people's hackers raised but we're all idiots at times, and sometimes we're smart, and no one's all smart or all an idiot. I've seen people with very low IQs that manage incredible things, and some of these people at the lower spectrum have savant-like skills. So there's no waste. Everyone can contribute. Everyone has value, and we have to recognize that people have opinions and they should always try and form them based on the best available information and being courteous and decent to other people. Now, these people may not deserve it, but we deserve to act that way. Now, there is one other thing that I will be following closely throughout the day and at its wrap or what we know today, I will come back and close this podcast with some final thoughts. But this is the ballpark we're in. The Justice Department, to some, seems to be caving into Donald Trump's request that he be given the information about their investigation, which is into him and his campaign's activities with the Russians, in a meeting so that his people can prepare him better. I'm not sure what the rationale is, but normally there's tradition, the Gang of Eight, a group of senators, a bipartisan group that are known to be committed to this country and the best outcome. Well, they were going to be excluded, just Devin Nunes, a, a congressman who has already shown and Proved that he will turn over any information he gets to the White House, they were going to have a uh, meeting with the Justice Department on the demand of the president to review some of this information that are in these indictments and uh, prosecution records that the Justice Department is compiling about the collusion in the campaign. And basically, Donald Trump wants the investigation into him investigated with another type of special counsel. He didn't get that. He got in a review by uh, the Attorney General's Ethics Department, and we'll see what happens. But the Democrats nudged their way in last night or said they would be allowed. Then they set up two meetings. But here's the part that is kind of strange. John Kelly, the chief of staff of the White House, was supposed to open the meeting and leave. Instead, it seems that he showed up with the attorney for Donald Trump in this Russian investigation to look at the evidence that they have against him. That is totally outside of the norms of jurisprudence and our entire system of justice and it's threatening to the decay of moral law you have to have the law be respected and upheld and if we're not going to uphold the law or give in to the demands of a president who finds himself increasingly under pressure then The rule of law is diminished. I hate to see that. And let us wait a few more hours to see how these things are, how they shake out. did make it. And some of the things that are the most telling to me, or interesting at least, as I was listening to the coverage, Will Ripley, a foreign journalist who was allowed at the site of the North Korean destruction of the missile silo that they put on for the display of journalists they didn't let any real nuclear inspectors in or anybody look around. But they did blow up some old processing facility somewhere, taking journalists on a 12-hour drive on a bus covered windows through the jungle wherever they have this place. And the fascinating thing about it all, that these are very complex issues, because the funny part is that this journalist, Will Ripley, has access to information, and somehow he told the North Koreans as they were blowing up these things, they hadn't heard yet that Trump had canceled the summit because he didn't like the way Pence was talked about. Well, again... Curves and confusion because the real assessment would be that what North Korea blew up was a show for journalists and an antiquated facility that needed to be destroyed anyway. So it's part of the North Korean ruse. That's easy enough to believe. But they can't take offense at it if they, you know, feel like they're goodwill gesture that's really a ruse was called. What what brinksmanship, what showmanship, what crazy deal making on a level that there should be more preparation. The other interesting part about the whole thing is that they printed challenge coins and they're for sale on the White House website even though they now say that they're still a good coin because even though the summit might not happen, it's the beginning of the peace process. So, yeah, they minted challenge coins, but they didn't expect it to really happen. So it's a total assault on the senses, what to believe, who to believe, when to believe. It really does get... Very, very confusing, and with this class I'm taking about seeing the other person's point of view, trying to be intellectually humble, it never ceases to amaze me how people are so fixed in camps. Right now I see three kinds of people. First, there are the people like me who are totally unnerved by the whole prospect of Trump as president. I didn't believe it would happen. I didn't think it could happen. I didn't think it was even possible. And then it happened, and there's a certain bewilderment, because you think about a historic figure like George Washington, and in a way, you could say Washington was a poser, but that was because he tried incessantly to be right and moral and useful and, Worthy and be an example for how a man should behave. So, whatever his shortcomings and weaknesses, he strived to be a moral paragon and he succeeded. So, the idea that a president would be in it for himself, care nothing about the example he sets, and turn everything on its head in a way that helps no one but him, that's just inconceivable. And yet, it's what we live with. Okay, so that's one person. The other people, I watch a lot of uh, media. And I do. My cable is set up so that I click up from CNN to Fox to MSNBC. I just have to press the up and down arrow. It's real convenient. And when I get to Fox, I see things that I don't know if these people who appear to be intelligent enough even live on the same planet. It's like, how can you defend this man? I cannot get it. It's... It's really beyond me. And then there's a third kind of people that are so entrenched in their lives for whatever reason. They just don't care. They don't follow it. And this is where the preponderance of the noise can be the most damaging. Because I heard somebody say today that We haven't seen corruption like this since the Nixon administration, even though it wasn't self-enrichment corruption. And yet he said that the difference is that Nixon didn't have a right-wing echo chamber to broadcast into. And it's really amazing that this is possible. And this is really where the danger lies. Those unaffected people, the people too busy to pay attention, they hear things. And if you hear something enough times, you tend to believe it or at least give it some credence. It it lodges in your brain as, oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard there was a spy operation against the campaign. It makes no sense. And the entire federal government, the leaders in the House and the Senate, go along with this as if it's real, as if, like the birtherism stuff that he started and all the other accusations he made. Now there's a spy in his campaign. They've told him no, it didn't happen. But he doesn't believe it. He just keeps making noise to distract. And it's possible that it can have an effect, just like it's possible that... The Russians helped him win the election. It's, it's really frightening, and democracy is under stress. And we will hold up, and we will go on, and we'll uphold matters again next week.